This is Menagerie. When it comes to defense, there's maybe no more iconic figure than the shield. In movies and on TV shows, we've seen everything from the swords of ancient warriors to the photon torpedoes of Romulan warbirds bounce right off of these defensive countermeasures. Shields up, weapons ready. From insurance company logos to security system slogans, shields have become a shorthand for protection that won't fail, and that prevents would-be evildoers from even approaching. Shield your home, the it's not just humans and occasional cartoon characters that are equipped with shields, though. From invertebrates like snails and clams to more complex creatures like turtles and armadillos, you can find shields in almost every corner of the animal kingdom. Though they're usually known by a different name there. Shells. Since there are so many shells found in the world, there are also many ways to make them, and many substances to make them from. Turtles travel the world in bone shells that are extensions of their own skeletons, while adult acorn barnacles surround themselves in mineral deposits, reaching out appendages only to feed and mate. The shell of the giant conch is so sturdy and well-regarded by humans that the objects are collected and passed down from generation to generation. Drivers in the American Southwest, meanwhile, dread driving over an armadillo whose leathery shells consistently prove more durable than a wide range of car parts. When you see a tool arise multiple times in the evolutionary record, like eyes, for example, which have evolved independently dozens of times, that's for a reason. It shows that that tool is doing its job really, really well, whatever that job is. So the fact that we see shells develop so many times in so many creatures and expressed in so many ways is evidence of their value. That value, though, extends beyond just protecting the squishier bits of animals from their predators. In recent years, researchers have been more closely inspecting shells of many varieties and finding properties that they never expected. Properties that could be put to use by humans, and not just for protection. Material scientists are exploring how knacker, the substance that coats the interior of abalone shells, could make everything from body armor to building materials lighter and stronger. Others are studying how the chitin, a mollusk often found in tide pools, develops functioning eyes made not of the protein goo we're familiar with, but from the same calcium carbonate that its shell is composed of. Shells can also provide a defense against more than just predators. Sometimes they protect against the world at large. When their surroundings turn too hot or too cold, for instance, many land snails can withdraw into their shells, then seal off the opening with a sticky secretion of mucus. Once they're safely tucked away, these slimy invertebrates enter a state like hibernation and then just bide their time until conditions improve. For many animals, though, shells don't have to provide total protection. They just need to be strong enough to buy some time and convince a predator that there's probably an easier meal around somewhere else. A dedicated enough coyote, for example, will eventually wear through an armadillo's leathery shell if he chews long enough. It's just that the contest doesn't often come to that point. Most coyotes will simply give up and seek out less well-guarded prey. Don't let that leave you thinking armadillo shells aren't tough, though. In 2015, a Texas man decided to try and evict one of the animals from his property by firing at it three times with a 38 caliber revolver. While the first two bullets are unaccounted for, the third bounced off of the armadillo's hide, 
and struck the shooter in the jaw, sending him to the hospital. The armadillo was never found by police, suggesting that it left the scene unharmed after providing valuable life lessons in both mammalian biology and impulse control. While shales are revered protective tools, they can leave their bearers open to unforeseen threats. For many species of island tortoise, their shells rendered them invulnerable to predators for millennia, right up until tool-wielding humans arrived. While shells remained excellent protection against the teeth of a tiger or the claws of a bear, a rock club, along with some patience and human ingenuity, made short work of the lumbering reptile's first, last, and only line of defense. Studies suggest that humans have been dining on tortoises for more than 100,000 years. The animals made for low-risk, high-reward meals. What's more, they even came with their own serving dish. That's because, in what can only be described as a cruel twist of fate, archaeological evidence shows that the shells tortoises had relied on for so long to protect them were repurposed as built-in pots by early humans, who served up the animals like prehistoric cuppo noodles. Even as late as the 18th century, tortoises were a popular food source for whaling ship crews. Since these voyages could last for years on end and fresh meat was at a premium, whalers would pick up tortoises and drop them off on new islands, which served as larders of a sort. The crew would return to the island on a different leg of the trip and pick up the meal they had dropped off months ago, like an early and slow-moving take on the fast food drive through other animals have shells that are more than just a wall between their edible parts and the so frequently pointy and predatory world at large. The Venuscomb snail, for instance, boasts long, twisting spines on every centimeter of its surface. Predators who try to take a bite don't just get rejected by a tough outer coating, they also get a mouthful of painful jabs that makes them reluctant to try for seconds. No matter how thick your armor plating or how spiny your hide, though, waiting for another animal to attack isn't always a best practice. Sometimes, nature favors those who can beat their enemies to the punch, and the best defense really is a good offense. This principle was thoroughly illustrated last year, when a study published in the journal Scientific Reports showed that shells aren't always shields. Or, to take a cue from Captain America, it showed that shields can be weapons in their own right. For this study, researchers from Japan's Hokkaido University compared the self-defense techniques of several snail species. The team found that most of the animals used a familiar defense when faced with the ground beetles that are known to prey on them. They retreated into their shells and waited for the danger to depart. Two species in the study, though, weren't about to take an assault lying down, or technically speaking, curled up. For snails from the species Craftohelix gainesii and Craftohelix selskii, the arrival of a predatory beetle wasn't their cue to hide. It was clobber in time. When confronted by their natural predators in the lab, these snails didn't withdraw from danger. Instead, they went looking for a fight. Using their shells as cudgels, these gastropods clubbed at their attackers and swatted them away, sometimes knocking the beetles all the way across the testing site. Granted, the testing site was only a few inches across, but for a sense of scale, this is like watching someone get hassled while walking down the street right before they pick up a park bench and use it to knock their harasser halfway down the block.
It's not as satisfying as that, for sure, but it does serve as a useful reminder that things aren't always what they first appear to be, and that tools can have many uses. It shows that even when you're good at hiding, you can stay and fight. Even if you're comfortable in a defensive crouch, you can throw a punch. And even when you're famous for passive defense, you have to take a swing to win some fights. If nothing else, after all, it keeps the predators out there guessing. Menagerie is produced by Ian Chant. That's me. Our theme music is This Year by Defiance Ohio, off their album The Great Depression. You can listen to every episode of this show at our website, menageriepodcast.com, where you'll also find extras like photos, show notes, and videos. This month, those extras include video of a snail fighting off a beetle by just walloping the bejesus out of it, which I highly recommend watching because it is strange and delightful. And if you like today's show, do us a favor and tell a friend about it. You can also subscribe to Menagerie on iTunes, Stitcher, or the podcasting app of your choice. And if you do listen on iTunes, be a pal. Rate and review the show. It only takes a second, and it helps other people to find us. We'll be back next month with a brand new episode. Until then, thanks for listening.